Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 9, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. What's up? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 508 of the Biden-Harris administration, 148 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram. My handle is TheBobSeska, and I'm on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And sitting right over there, it's the goth ninja. It is uh, spicy Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, Patreon.com. Mamma mia. That's That's a a spicy Jody Hamilton. (laughs) Why is it taking us so long to make that pop culture connection? I don't know. Her uh, website, Patreon. We're old and our minds work slowly now. <laughs> That's true. Yes, thank you. Patreon.com slash from the bunker and David Ferguson. We call him T Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Okay, God Ninjas, lots to talk about today. We're going to get to the uh, insurrection hearings tonight and speak to the people of the future listening to the show. But first. I have a question for uh, a spicy Jody Hamilton. Uh-oh. How the no. hell? Yes. How, <laughs> how, how are you still awake and coherent and upright right now after doing three hours, a wonderful three hours, filling in for the great Stephanie Miller on her show this morning? If I did that, if I did three hours of live radio, I would be comatose right now. <laughs> how do you let me know how do you do it and if you have some extra send it to me um well uh what day is it um uh she's it, got a patchwork of monkey glands and that's right it. to her butt <laughs> that, cocaine it's cocaine it's um, cocaine no, uh, right it's co- yeah no, um, I figured. coffee mm-hmm. um and I mean, I normally get up at four anyway, but I got up at three this morning, so not too much Oof. of a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a big so, difference, though. <laughs> yeah. th- which is why I'm glad that, that I live on the West Coast, because the hearings start at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern, so 5 p.m. my time, it'll only be 90 minutes, and I can go to bed at 6.30. So are you're gonna watch the whole thing tonight? You're gonna. Oh watch yeah, that's right my homework through. for tonight. Travis is like, there'll be we'll be a little light on, you know prep right because basically the the thing is going to be watching everything i mean there's a, a few other things that i didn't get to today yeah that we can chat about but luckily glenn Kirshner is calling in tomorrow <laughs> oh good good um, see the person i don't envy besides you is mm, travis, travis who's yeah. gonna have to pull all that audio oh, yeah. 
Oh my God, oh, where yeah. do you even start? I mean, I pull audio for this show, but I really, I just go for the low-hanging fruit. It's just the, the easiest things that I can throw into the show. <laughs> I mean, going through whatever it is, two, three hours worth of hearings tonight and all the highlights, I wouldn't know. I'd be just like, okay, here's an audio clip. It happens to be an hour and a half long. <laughs> Sorry. Right. You, you can just work your way through that. But good luck. You're also filling in for Stephanie all next week, too? I'm um, through until Wednesday because we have previous plans to be out of town. Oh, okay. Uh, Thursday and Friday, and there was no way we could change it, so. So who's, uh, who's going to be filling in then, or is it going to be best of? The boys. Oh, the boys. Chris Lavoy and Travis Bone. Yes, looking forward to that. Yep. Okay, so it's just the, the two of them. That's yep. always that's always you've got to get me invited to that. I want to do a guest slot with those guys. That would be fun. Okay, well, I I will let them know. I think they would be happy to have you calling in and hanging out with be them on the show. As gay as an Easter bonnet on an episode <laughs> of Bewitched <laughs> on Easter Sunday. I mean, yeah. All right, with that pitch, it is Pride Month. Positive after all. that. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Well, um, always exciting. So the other exciting news is your mom's brand new series. This is great news. She's doing a new series with Kristen Wiig. It is called It is called Mrs. American Pie. Uh, Carol Burnett has joined the cast of the Apple comedy series Mrs. American Pie. Variety has learned Burnett joins previously announced series lead Kristen Wiig on the show, along with cast members Allison Janney. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. Now I'm definitely watching. Uh, oh, I love her. Plus Leslie Bibb, Josh Lucas. Is and this- Laura Dern, too. Laura Dern is not mentioned in the Variety article, but she is. Oh, wow. And Ricky Martin. Is this Jesus the Christ. Ricky Martin? Oh, it's my God. A- she bang, she bang, that like- Ricky Martin? She bang, she bang, baby. Wow, awesome. Ten-episode comedy follows Maxine Simmons, played by Wig, attempt to secure her seat at America's most exclusive table, the Palm Beach High Society in the early 1970s. As Maxine, So it's a period piece, so it's going to be early 70s. That's fun. Yeah. As Maxine attempts to cross that Im- impermeable line between the haves and have-nots, Mrs. American Pie asks the same questions that still baffle us today. Who gets a seat at the table? How do you get a seat at the table? What will you sacrifice to get there? Hey, that sounds incredible. So have they already shot all of the episodes, or no, is this still no, to come? They, they, still- I think Mom shoots her first episode this week or next week. Okay, and great. And she has a couple of weeks off, and then she starts the regular stuff. Excellent. Is she excited? I just want to go visit them on set. I mean, I haven't seen Laura in a few years. That's some pretty uh, gold star cast right there. I mean, this is going to be like epic television. They better not fuck it up. Alice, yeah. I don't hear think that they producers, will. Hear that script writers. I don't think they will. In fact, uh, Travis knows the showrunner, so I don't think they will. Okay. Uh, the showrunner that produced Dead to Me is producing this, so <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. They should include David's quote in the trailer. They better not fuck it up, David T. Rex Ferguson. <laughs> Astral so I want that in the trailer for the hearings tonight. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. This is the that. thing that I just, I can't figure out why no one is saying, like, I mean, what we were saying last week. Just, I want you all to close your eyes and imagine if Trump had actually won. I just put in my mouth a little bit. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, a bunch of, like, Black Lives Matter protesters that were attacking mm-hmm. the Capitol. How would you feel about it, Republicans? And right. you know, yeah, it's yeah. like turn turn this around. Ask them, you know, confront them with their own hypocrisy. But I mean, we all know that that doesn't work with Republicans. They just 
Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I'm reading about some of the details about the hearings tonight, and by the way, hello, people of the future. We haven't seen the hearings yet. You most no. likely have because you're listening after the first set of hearings have aired, but we have not seen them yet. So forgive us for being slow in the uptake on all of this. But uh, this is really exciting in terms of the content of what we're going to get tonight. Yeah. According to the New York Times, the House Committee investigating the uh, the insurrection plans to open a landmark series of public hearings tonight by playing previously unreleased video of former President Donald J. Trump's top aides and family members testifying before its staff, as well as footage revealing the role of the Proud Boys, a right-wing extremist group, in the assault. And, of course, the leader of the Proud Boys was just uh, indicted for seditious conspiracy. Congratulations to the Proud Boys for... Achieving that awful, awful indictment. Committee aides say, (laughs) thank you. Committee say the evidence will show that Mr. Trump was at the center of a coordinated multi-step effort to overturn the results of the 2020 election that resulted in a mob of his supporters storming the halls of Congress and disrupting the official electoral count that is a pivotal step in the peaceful transfer of presidential power. Lots of P's in there. Lots of alliteration in that sentence. Thank you. The primetime hearings will (laughs) feature live testimony from a documentary filmmaker Nick Quested I think that's how you pronounce his last name Quested Mm-hmm. who was embedded with the Proud Boys during the attack, and a Capitol Police officer, Carolyn Edwards, who was injured as rioters breached barricades and stormed into the building. The committee also plans to present what aides called a small but quote-unquote meaningful portion of the recorded interviews its investigators conducted with more than 1,000 witnesses, including senior Trump White House officials, campaign officials, and Mr. Trump's family members. That's what I like to hear. Mr. Trump's elder daughter, Ivanka Trump, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and his son, Don Jr. (laughs) How many times did he plead the fifth? That's what I want to hear. Just that. Uh, Yeah, I want to hear how many times they said, I don't recall. That's the Uh Trump. That's the favorite Trump response in these things. But yeah, Captain Cocaine's going to be there among the (laughs) high-profile witnesses who have testified before the panel. So the thing that I keep thinking back to is the 2020 Democratic National Convention right in the midst of COVID and how incredibly well-produced that was. Now, I don't have any specific information indicating that tonight's hearings will be produced with that level of cinematic professionalism, but I hope they are. (laughs) I hope they are. They've taken on, I think, the head of what, a producer, executive producer from ABC ABC News News Uh to help put this out there, which is a great move. You got to present this in a compelling way. You have to present it in a way to keep people's attention, right? Each each major outlet. um, Hi, thank you, Travis, for helping produce this show. Um, (laughs) Each each major outlet being assigned a space between the rooms. They're doing it in the... um, uh, office building in the rotunda yeah some of it um so each uh they're assigned a space between the rooms corinthian columns all the way around the rotunda hinting at a theater in the round presentation corinth you know what i thought corinthian was a made-up word 
from no, it's not from the Bible. No, from those car <laughs> no, from the Chrysler commercials. With yes, the Carter Montalban. No, yeah, fine Corinthian leather. Like maybe it's the fact that there is no Corinthian is real, but Corinthian leather not real. Is that okay? Maybe, right. or it is from I, you know Corinthian, no, First Corinthians, baby. Oh, there you go. Don't yes. you remember Duh. your Bible? Oh my God, yes. I'm on John Fugelsang's show every week, so I should know better. You I did. Mean, <laughs> what I missed mm-hmm. in Catholic school, I'm picking up every Wednesday night on John's show. Uh, remember when Trump said two Corinthians walk into a bar? Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. But the, I guess it's the leather. There's no. Okay. Right. We're way down a rabbit hole now, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. But basically, they're gonna. Part of it's gonna be shown in the rotunda, which Chris and I were going. Oh, the sound in there. Yeah, I yeah. hope that's not the case. But well, you know that the presentations will be sounding just fine. Oh sure. As far sure. as anything on video, that's going to sound great, mm-hmm. or as best as they can do it, depending on the audio they were given. But I think in the room they can deaden it. Bodies alone will deaden the marble and everything, and they'll probably figure out how to do that. I wonder Mm. if Junior and Ivanka and the rest knew that their recorded testimony would be played in prime time on on television. I doubt uh, it. As part of these hearings. They had to know at some point that the testimony was going to get out. I just don't know if they were aware (laughs) of how much (laughs) it was going to get out. Which could have been in the room. Yeah, and somebody yeah. told Ivanka that you know, oh, they, well, they're going to broadcast it during the the, the public hearings. Yeah, on you literally may, every. You can probably network. hear her like plastic surgery staples like snapping <laughs> as her like forehead <laughs> began to make an actual expression for the first time since 2013. You know? <laughs> yeah, she'll have to get the servo motors in her face recalibrated yeah. or something, maybe. And also. Will this have an impact? I mean, I think that's the big question of the hour. Is this going to, as they say, <laughs> move the dial, which is one of those things that I, I hate saying, but it's the best way to illustrate it. Is this going to have an impact on American voters? How many people will watch? I think it's unavoidable. I think people want to see this. And there are so many people who, unlike us, don't know anything about what happened, don't know anything about the details of the investigation, haven't really been following it since it occurred. And I'm sure they're aware on some level that there was a congressional investigation, but do they know the details? Is this going to be brand new and shocking information for the vast majority of the viewers? Or is this just going to be a preaching to the choir situation? I asked you, Jack Tremond. No, I... (laughs) David Ferguson, what, what do you what do you think, David? Is this going to move the needle, as they say? I don't know. Like, you know, I hope they don't fuck it up. It depends on how compellingly they lay out the case. Don't fuck yeah. it up. Don't fuck it um, up. But I feel like this potentially could lay down like this. Could, this could become the third rail mm-hmm. of the twenty twenty two midterm mm-hmm. elections. That there are going to be people whose roles will be identified and singled out, and we have to be prepared for their immediate denials and pushback. Yeah, yeah. We have to, you know, because Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, you know Lauren Boebert and all of them. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how, if they're going to like heckle the actual presentation tonight, or if they know better than to try to out scream <laughs> in a PA system. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but I feel like this could plausibly lay down lines of that lead to them. You know, the optics not being awful on arresting them. 
Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this could present the case to the public. And then maybe, like, if, you know, if I want to just go ahead and, like, get out the lotion and start, like, about this, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and get, like, really, and this will lead to a chain of indictments and arrests. Yeah. That, like, significantly shifts the optics going into the tw- the midterms. Well, the question, I think, as far as the midterms go, is whether this is able to uh, break on through the uh, the other side. Now, break break on through the kitchen, <laughs> Morrison. Break on through to the other side. I'm just break not. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I got a few brain worms today. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure what's uh, something's going on in my head. Uh, but whether this breaks through gas prices and inflation and other those other things, it, you know what? The, the fact of the matter is, if it doesn't, it doesn't. There is a bigger issue here that goes beyond just let's try to get more Democrats out to vote in November. This is about accountability and whether that accountability happens well, is is the question and that's well, remember and in- I don't care if they have to bring Beyonce out to dance parts of it <laughs> and to explain it to the public and like get David Justice to sing over the closing credits or whatever because I mean this needs to be like American Idol level viewership yeah. well it's People- probably not going to be that David but remember in 1973 you might not because I was alive and you were in Diapers. diapers. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, in 73, we had high gas prices and lines for gasoline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the Senate hearings started then. And granted, it was only the big three and all of that. But still, the Republicans were in full support of President Nixon, yeah. full-throated support of Nixon until the hearing. That's right. Until, uh, what was it, Butterfield revealed uh-huh. the secret recording system uh-huh. and then the John Dean testimony. Exactly. So we've got, we've got, in, in Rafson, I can never, the guy over in, in Georgia who didn't find the 11,780 votes. Raffensperger. Yeah. Thank you. Um, he is in negotiations <laughs> according to Politico. They've got Politico and uh, the Atlanta Journal all have separate sources stating that he is in negotiations to talk to the committee. Fonnie Willis is, I'm sure, going, good, that'll be out there and I can finally get my indictments. Um, So he may be speaking to the, probably during the daytime ones, but still he might be, that's going to get news. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's going to break through to some bits and pieces. And Hillary Clinton tweeted today, you know why they're not showing it on Fox News? Because they know it's bad. Oh, yeah, they're terrified. They don't want anyone who watches Fox News to see these details. They know exactly what this is going to be all about. This is a colossal embarrassment, an unspoken colossal embarrassment, but a colossal embarrassment, I think, for Republicans up and down the the spectrum of, you know, from some Trump supporters even through the moderates, obviously. Mm -hmm. But they just want to make sure that the bubble dwellers who watch that network are absolutely clueless. I mean, they bank on the cluelessness of their audience. Audience. That's they do. Their, they, that's do. they keep them hermetically sealed away from other informa- competing information. Right. They tell them constantly, do not believe the other networks. They are lying to you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that, you know, and, and the ones that aren't hermetically sealed walk around like this. La, 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 Exactly. <laughs> and remember the juror on the Manafort case who was a MAGA lady? Oh, yeah, right, right. And she convicted him. It's it's like the the guy who tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh, right? With his unloaded gun, by the way. 
Well, like, and he was going to commit suicide. The guy was, he's not well, obviously. And yeah. I'm glad he was arrested. But none of us are lionizing him or, you know, putting him up on a nice pedestal like they did to, I don't know, Kyle, I killed two people, Rittenhouse. Right, right. Well, with that guy, we're all condemning that. It's, it's a, right. an immense embarrassment. It's the same with the guy who shot Steve Scalise. No right. one's going around saying, well, I don't want to pay attention to that story or I want to downplay that story and not make a big deal out of it because of blah, 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 blah. It is a big deal and it's an embarrassment and it's an awful event and it should never have happened. Whatever this guy's motives were, they're just giving the Republicans something to scream about. The same with the guy who shot Steve Scalise. Apart from the crimes themselves, the sin here, the political sin, is giving the Republicans a way to say, oh, look, it's the other side, too. So it's both sides do it. No. It's the, the both sides thing rears its ugly head again. So mm, it's, there's math involved here, though. There's like yeah. one guy with an empty gun, mm-hmm. and then two thousand people, course, of course, you know, beating cops with fire extinguishers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a guy we seldom talk about anymore. Uh, David Brooks wrote a piece yeah. today that once again, <laughs> th- this is like a bad Saturday Night Live parody of David Brooks. The headline. And bear in mind that as we record this, the hearings have not taken place yet. There has been no public hearings other than when they first started, whatever it was, a year ago. The headline by David Brooks in the New York Times today was, the Jan 6 committee has already blown it. (laughs) What? It is so, so hack fraud David Brooks. It is an incredibly <laughs> bad, bad piece. Have, do you follow the New York Times pitch bot? Yes. On Twitter? Yes. That's straight from the pitch bot. Yes. Well, it's funny because I found out from the pitch bot. The pitch bot tweeted <laughs> this out today, and I thought it was a joke. In fact, Jen Kirkman tweeted that she thought it was a joke by the yeah. pitch bot, and it turned out to be an actual David Brooks piece. Jesus. I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs so you know what we're talking about oh, here. Oh, no. He oh, says, God. What is the Jan 6 committee for? Committee members and Democratic operatives have been telling reporters what they hope to achieve with the hearings that begin Thursday evening. My Times colleagues, Annie Carney, Luke Broadwater, wrote an article with the headline, Jan 6 hearings give Democrats a chance to recast midterm message. Democrats, they reported, are hoping to use the hearings to show midterm voters how thoroughly Republicans are to blame for what happened that day. Other reports have suggested other goals. The committee members are trying to show how much Donald Trump was involved with the efforts to overturn the election, so he is forever discredited. They are expected to use witnesses like the former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. She was one of the ones who heard uh, Donald Trump talking about how he'd love to have Mike Pence hanged. Yeah. Cassidy Hutchinson to show exactly what went on inside the administration that day and in the lead up to it. One lawmaker told the Washington Post that voters have shifted their attention to issues like inflation and the pandemic. So it is key to tell a gripping story that, quote unquote, actually breaks through. No offense, but these goals are pathetic, he writes. Yes, it's pathetic to show how much Donald Trump was involved with the efforts to commit a massive conspiracy, to commit to massive commit election fraud. Yes. 
Yes, it was. Well, it I mean, started don't out with stop there. I mean, yeah. Oh no, yeah. no. But it started with a conspiracy to commit election fraud on a massive scale in multiple states, yeah. and it culminated when those efforts failed. Then the insurrection was like the Plan B or the Plan Z or whatever you want to call it. But that was the insurrection was well, nothing else is working, so fuck it. We're Let's try to... brute force. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> Let's go with a violent mob invading. And occupying the Capitol. This thing from David Brooks, I, I still am amazed that there are editors who go, all right, well, let's, we can yeah, print that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this makes perfect sense. He's shocked that politicians are being political and want to message to voters. That's what David Brooks is shocked about. Oh, my God, let's f- collapse on our fainting couch because politicians are being politicians. <gasps> Gasp. He's trying to demonstrate the principle of a piñata by hanging himself from the ceiling and hitting himself <laughs> in the face yeah. with a broom handle. I'll never get how some of these people are still like pulling down at least six figures, in some cases, seven figures. Uh-huh. Like, I remember. That's how I feel about Maureen Dowd. I mean, I just yeah. feel like she, her, she has a writing style of a simpleton. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, just, it is the worst garbage. And she, then she'll throw in a couple of pop culture references to show us she's hip. And it's like mm-hmm. Ricky Martin song title. It's like, no, honey, that's like 40 years old now. Like, yeah. you're not mm-hmm. cool. You're not witty. You're not sharp. Yeah, she used references like, like I, where's the beef? That's great. I laughed. It hurts. I mean, I read it her does. writing sometimes and I'm just like, she is getting paid a fucking king's ransom for this drivel. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. It's so uh, unfair and uh, and ridiculous. It's just these legacy writers who are yeah. anachronistic. You know what I mean? Uh, meantime, this guy, Ryan Kelly, who's running for governor in Mis- Michigan, uh, has been arrested for participating in the insurrection. Ryan Kelly, one of the Republican candidates for Michigan governor, was arrested Thursday morning <laughs> on misdemeanor charges. <laughs> Uh, the FBI confirmed uh, here Kelly, age 40, of Allendale, was charged in federal court on Thursday for knowingly entering or remaining on the U.S. Capitol or its grounds without authority, disorderly, and disruptive conduct in that space, knowingly engaging in any physical violence against persons or property on the U.S. Capitol grounds, and willfully injuring or attacking property of the United States, court documents say. That's quite a roster (laughs) of crimes. And this guy's running for governor. You know, that's the thing that I go back to as we discuss the insurrection and the ramifications and the hearings here coming up. Uh, When that happened, the dominating reaction among Republicans was, oh, fuck, heads are going to roll now. And that was the correct reaction. But since then... Within three days, it had turned to, oh, shit, ass is going to cover. Yeah, exactly right. It, it rapidly turned into, well, we have to circle the wagons around all of this and pretend as if it was all fine. It was just, it was a peaceful protest and the cops invited them in and just all this ridiculousness, which is completely contradicted by the copious amounts of video <laughs> that we see. And, you know, one of the things that I hope doesn't necessarily happen tonight, I hope they don't spend a whole lot of time on, in journalism, what's called the TikTok, because I think... In the past, we've seen this over and over again. The chain of events, the the video, the surveillance video, the camera phone video of everything that was going on in the insurrection. Yeah. And it goes on almost in real time. 
and that takes up a lot of space. So I hope if they're going to recap some of the worst events of the invasion itself, that they they zip through it relatively quickly because I think the meat of what we're going to see tonight is the testimony and whatever mm-hmm. evidence they have to present. I think we all get. Well, I think what the happened. point of the hearing. I mean, yeah. everybody knows what happened. We all watched it live. I yeah, think yeah. The point of the hearing. The whole point of the committee is to bring the submerged into the light. Yeah, right. right. To bring right. us the things that we do not know. Yeah. And I hope that. I mean, I don't think anybody needs a TikTok. Like you said about not, I don't mean the social media, you know, platform. I mean, like we don't, we yeah. all remember what was happening at ten eighteen a.m. Exactly right. You know? Yeah, it's um, the timeline. So, but I, I think that, uh, the, you know, hopefully the whole point. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and say I thought that what the Democrats did last night to, to the people in the future was <laughs> uh, a brilliant encapsulation <laughs> of the submerged like currents that were all pulling toward, you know, what was essentially a coup d'etat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, the challenge I think tonight for whoever is putting all of this together, whoever's assembling the show, because it will be a show. They have to both appeal to those of us who have followed this all along and who have read the stories and the leaks and the information and some of the uh, hearings that occurred early on. We've seen a lot of the evidence, the video, et cetera, who's testifying, who's not, who refused, who was uh, held in contempt because and so on. We all know this. So their audience is both in the know and completely clueless. So there's. Two sets of people that they need to both keep entertained and informed at the same time, even though these two sets of people are going in with two very different predispositions. Do you know what I mean? It's a serious challenge, and that's one of the reasons I'm fascinated to see how they do this. Uh, Obviously, for all of the accountability and justice reasons, uh, but also just to observe the quote-unquote politics of it, how they fashion the argument uh, through the edit, through the step-by-step, you know, playing out of the details. And so that's going to be key. Keep those of us who have seen everything interested and those of us who haven't seen a goddamn thing also gripped to their television to watch it beginning to end. And uh, to keep people, I mean, it's got to be such a challenge, too, these days. This is just a general observation. It's got to be an immense challenge to keep people's attention span these days, given the uh, the myriad options that we have for entertainment. I mean, I'm just as guilty as anyone. If I'm watching a show sometimes, I've also got my phone there, and I'm looking at uh, Twitter, or I'm looking at Instagram or something like that, watching the show. And then, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of things at the same time. It's not like the way we grew up. <laughs> now we're gonna start sounding like old people. Old people. Yeah, but back in the back in the seventies, no, there come were on, three we were, channels. Do you remember MTV? I mean, and actually, yeah. like Hulu has been copying that style in their little—I don't know what you call them—little branded segments yeah. between programs where they're advertising themselves, mm-hmm. where it's just random. And just like things morph into other things and it's very, very hallucinatory and yeah. just completely surreal and it cuts from one thing to the other. I remember my grandma tried to watch MTV with me for about 15 minutes one day. She's like, <laughs> I don't know how you can think with it all just flying at you like that. Um, I want to watch MTV with your grandma. God. She's gone to heaven now. But Yeah, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, my, my grandmother used to refer to Van Halen as Van <clears throat> Heflin. She said... Hey, 
Nice. <laughs> That's like from the Billy Crystal thing. You look marvelous. You young people today. You're Van Heflin. Van, Van Halen. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you say, Jody? Well, I mean, the fact that we do have a news television news producer producing this, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Who most likely produces a lot of their documentary stuff mm-hmm. for ABC, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. the straight news, um, A. Two, this is an opening argument for a trial, even though this is not a criminal trial. Yeah. We're the jury. Mm-hmm. And so they have to grab us. And so the opening and closing arguments are both going to be in prime time, which means this is the big step. They're going to present their case, and then the rest of the days are going to be the meat of it, Yeah, um, which is what you do in a trial. And if it's written right now, everybody on that panel are lawyers, um, and we have some DOJ prosecutors that are part of the investigation as well on the committee and mm. helping the committee out. So I think it's going to be very law and ordery. Um, and it's not, only 90 minutes. That's not bad. No, at all. I mean, I no. think it's going to be more like, like kind of like that. I mean, I, I, hopefully the solid gold dancers will have their <laughs> steps. Right. Yeah. In properly. But uh, no, I think that it's going to be presented as, as well as possible and as concise and not too many big words mm-hmm. um, because the average person has to understand it as if we're fourth graders and we're being taught something new and we have to be in 90 minutes is a perfect time period without commercials because yeah. it's not too long. It's not too short. There's enough for them to get in and you've got Benny Thompson and, and Liz then, Cheney starting it all. And I think that's yeah. going to be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And having hologram Liz Whitney Houston, we'll right. <laughs> Tupac, the greatest love of all. Tupac will be there. It'll uh, David be Letterman. awesome. David Letterman's going to come out. He's going to introduce uh, Oprah to Uma. That's going to be part right, of it. Oprah, yeah. uh, Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah, right. definitely. And then the uh, <laughs> the cavalcade of up and coming stars will mm-hmm. be fantastic. Yeah, looking forward um, to that one too. The in yeah, memoriam, the in memoriam part oh, should yeah. be fascinating. And as sad. long as they don't screw it up like the Oscars did this year, I'll be fine. I've actually heard there's going to be ice skating. <laughs> It's like hey. Donnie and Marie. <laughs> Just like Donnie and Marie. I love it. Yeah, Kinziger <laughs> and Chaney have a hell of a routine planned out. The triple well, lunch. You know, he, <laughs> he's, he, he's I'm a little sh- bit Madre. Exactly. I'm a little bit screaming here. Thank you. Thank you. She's she's I'm a little bit Velociraptor. You know, it's gonna be great. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, speaking of uh speaking of great video presentations and just the right tone to make a point. Coming up uh, here in just a few minutes, I want to talk about uh, not only Matthew McConaughey's presentation yes. at the White House, but this new video that was put out by MarchForOurLives.com regarding active shooters in schools. And I feel like I've been heard between the McConaughey thing and this video. I feel like my idea for pushing against the gun culture rather than going at this exclusively with a legislative agenda, but going at the gun culture itself, uh, I, I feel like that is underway. And it's very gratifying and, uh, you know, very, very effective. This video for March for Our Lives is uh, both disturbing 
and exactly what we need to see more of. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up here. If the pandemic was a complete disaster for your finances, maybe you were out of work for a period of time and you racked up huge balances on your credit cards. And if my guess is correct, you're probably paying the top allowable interest rate on that debt. There's a legal ceiling that they can't go past, so they'll go right on up to it. So why not refinance your credit cards into a super low interest rate and save a ton of money every month? Here's how to do it. With Lightstream, you can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are zero fees, no fees. And just for my listeners, you can apply now and get a special interest rate discount to save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more information. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska! genius of Lee Thomas right here. It's a brand new single called Find My Way. This features Joe Adamar. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. LeeThomasMusic.com. This is where Lee Thomas's music. Uh, links in the description under this episode to support all the indie bands on the show. BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Please do it. Run, don't walk. Submit some more music to me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love music. More music, please. Okay. So, redneck cartoon character, John Kennedy. 
He God. apparently knows how much cocaine costs. Speaking of cocaine. <laughs> now we know who's holding the orgies. Yeah. Here's uh, <laughs> this guy knows. Here's John Kennedy. I think this was on Fox News Channel talking about the price of gas versus the price of cocaine. President Biden continues to campaign for more economic chaos. Meanwhile, I don't know about where you live, Jesse, but uh, in in my state, the price of gas is so high that it would be cheaper to buy cocaine and just (laughs) run everywhere. Oh, isn't that funny? Funny man. Now you know who invited Madison Cawthorn to the orgy. I mean, it's all very clear to me now. (laughs) We should uh, start calling him Shecky Kennedy. He's he's got all the cocaine zingers. Shecky Green was funnier. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Why does he always sound like he's got a mouthful of his own eggs and he's swimming upstream (laughs) to spawn when he talks? Like... I didn't expect you to say eggs because everyone's calling him like Dr. Marbles or something like that. Or everyone's mentioning that he's got marbles in his mouth all over Twitter. Yeah, but that guy went to fucking Oxford. And that leads me to believe that he's a giant faker. You know, like House Mm -hmm. of Cards where Frank Underwood would occasionally put on a real Southern drawl. (laughs) I think that's Mm -hmm. what John Kennedy does. Uh, sorry to bring up Kevin Spacey, but, you know, it's kind of that sort of thing. In my state, the price of gas is so high that it would be cheaper to buy no, cocaine. gas. 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 <laughs> cheaper to buy cocaine and just run everywhere. And then Jesse Waters like, <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Thanks for encouraging him. Um, how does he know how much cocaine costs? <laughs> How does I he don't know? know. I know. Well, he's down at joke. the border. He's mad that things keep getting stopped. He's I, from Louisiana. I've been to New Orleans. I know exactly how he knows how much cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys are not. That place saints. is so corrupt. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I have no direct information that John Kennedy actually purchases cocaine because people Neither. buy it for him. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's a joke. We have I'm no joking. information to. It. That, that he allegedly traffics little boys and does cocaine lines off of the tops of their little heads. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, we're just, we're speculating. This is an opinion right. show. This is not. Yeah, we're just asking if? the questions. I'm just asking. That's right. We're like the Fox News Channel Chiron, the lower third at the bottom. Just big question marks after everything we say. We say awful things, and then we just throw in a question mark so, so we can get away with it. That's the... That's the entire goal. What if Tucker Carlton is squinting because he basically just is counting down until he can go home and give himself an enema? (laughs) (laughs) So he's trying to read the prompter and count down to enema time all all at once? Please, God, let this be over. How do you you multitask, Tucker? That's amazing. He's really good at doing his show then, that's for sure, because it's a smooth, smooth delivery right before another smooth, smooth delivery. So, (laughs) ha, ha, thank you. Okay, let's go to a break. (laughs) (laughs) We just had one. (laughs) Let's go to a break. Uh, Let's see what else here. Lauren Boebert is in trouble with the Colorado AG. Uh, This is all uh, good news. Apparently. Wait, wait. Yeah. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I was just putting on my shocked face that there might be something sleazy going on in Bobert Town. Yes. Hello. The swamp is the Republicans, obviously. Here's more evidence. Uh, New York Times reports Colorado to examine Lauren Bobert's mileage claims and tax liens. 
the state's attorney general has referred uh, for review a fraud complaint from the group that targeted Representative Madison Cawthorn in a sign of trouble for the first term congresswoman. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The people who destroyed Madison Cawthorn are turning their eye of Sauron to Lauren Boebert, and it couldn't happen to a better person. I can't wait for her to be Cawthorned. It'll be fun. <laughs> yes, it's happening. It's happening. It's like that uh, Ron Paul gif. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> the allegations have bounced around liberal circles since the Denver Post first reported in February 2021 that Miss Boebert had cashed two checks from her campaign totaling $22,000 for mileage reimbursement. The number equated <laughs> to 38,000 miles, well more than the 20 24,000 mile circumference of the planet. Yep. <laughs> Basically, she drove to the moon and back. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're saying. 38,000 miles. And I love that the New York Times puts in the compare and contrast here with the actual circumference of the planet. So Lauren Boebert really uh, putting on some miles around the yeah. planet. Driving to Mars and she realized she forgot her bag <laughs> and had to turn around. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, but the same group that unleashed a torrent of unflattering information about Madison Cawthorn that helped defeat his bid for a second term in North Carolina last month has brought the matter mm-hmm. to the Colorado Attorney General's office, which has referred it for an intra-agency examination. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got to have a good laugh. Excessive laugh for this one. Sorry, I had to do that. That's what I do when Don Jr. goes to jail. I'm going to sit on the other side of the fence and laugh just like that. At, at the fact that I'm free. No, you and I and are going to jail. stand there on state elbow to elbow on the other side of the fence, each of us holding a big sign that just says ha. So it just says <laughs> ha ha. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and just waving and smiling. <laughs> Don't we'll, drop we'll, the sub to you. We'll have a yeah. whole event plan. That'll be great. I'm looking for see the you gotta figure out things to look forward to in these dark, dark times. Uh, so meantime, Trump himself, Donald Trump. Trump Jr. and Ivanka have agreed to testify in Letitia James' civil probe into the family's business practices. This will be the, I don't know, I don't recall uh-huh. testimony. Where Do you remember when this happened? I don't recall. I don't recall what uh-huh. happened. Didn't Don Jr. in his testimony before the Mueller? It was Eric, and it was it like was 560 Eric? times. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of times. It for... was, my name's Eric. <laughs> and he just, like, he just, none of these other investigations are subpoenaing him because they're like, it's clear that he's just a void. <laughs> You know, right. instead <laughs> of they're basically asking him questions is like sending radio signals into deep space. <laughs> <laughs> instead of saying, I don't remember, he would just say, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Drop the uh-huh. R.I.D. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So that, I mean, another thing that's going to, I still say that Letitia James is going to dissolve the Trump organization. The Trump I think or- so too. When this is over. Oh, that would be so beautiful. Just like a black woman just like dismantling that racist fuck's whole yeah. shitty gold tone plated plastic artificial <laughs> lying empire. Just yeah. piece by piece. 
Right. James previously said investigators have found, quote unquote, significant evidence of wrongdoing in the investigation, which is focused on whether the Trump organization misstated the values of its real estate properties to obtain favorable loans and tax deductions. The three are tentatively set to begin testifying on July 15th. Well, there's a little belated birthday present for me. Thank you very much, Attorney General James. Appreciate it. I, uh, I'll send a thank you card because that'll, that'll be fun. Um, yes, lots of fun. Oops, wait. Yes. Okay. Uh, I like the fart better. That was funny. Yeah. yeah, I sometimes press the wrong buttons. But sometimes those wrong buttons can be hysterical, especially when it's... Yeah, Kimberly yesterday was uh, having fun watching YouTube videos of babies farting. And now... Oh God! Now, now the YouTube algorithm is giving her nothing but videos of babies farting. So you she, know who loves farting? What's who? Carney Wil- Wilson. Carney Wilson loves farting. She she records farts. <laughs> she names them. Wow, that's yeah. dedicated. That's dedicated She's... to farts. That's yeah, the first crossing over into a little creepy. It is. Okay. She she she. I heard her talk about this years ago on a KLOS interview she did. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Maybe she's got a thing. And maybe I have a thing. I don't know. Maybe. It's a, unexplored. Know. A thing for farts. You know, because everything's a thing now. It's right? a thing. Yeah. Dings. Yeah. They're a bunch of dings. Lots of dings. More dings. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into this on a much more serious note. Matthew McConaughey appeared at the White House in the press room and delivered what I think is one of the most important set of remarks on... Uh, gun violence and gun control ever in the at least like- in the modern span of uh, of time here because what that did effectively to me was break through the political shovel fight and spoke to the people who aren't necessarily engaged in the day-to-day politics mm-hmm. This is for what I've been referring to colloquially as the folks. This is for the people who don't really know some of these things or are only vaguely familiar with what happened in Uvalde. The thing that got me, though, and all three of us are well familiar with what happened in Uvalde, but he revealed so many more details that we were unaware of prior to this presentation— and the thing that really got to me was that story about one of the victims and saving up to paint her house, where one summer she would, I think this is one of the teachers, one summer she would save up to paint the front of her house, and then the next summer she would save up to paint one side of her house, and then the next summer after that she would save, save for the other side. And she was getting ready to do the back of the house, and she's never going to be able to do the back of the house. Yeah, it's it's a story about painting a house, but it gives you that layer of humanity that I think we can all relate to uh, and just the, the the seizing of someone's future and destroying that future for what seems like no particular reason at all, using these weapons of war. And that all was uh, ended because for some reason, Republicans believe that their collecting hobbies should be protected by the Constitution. Yep. And that's what it boils down to for me. This is 
with these people who are so fanatical about firearms. It's weirder and darker, though, than yeah. like, you know, breeding ragdolls, cats. Yeah, or, or collecting like beanie collecting babies. Fig- or, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more like drinking and gambling mm-hmm. to me. It's like a weird compulsion that some people have, and they just... And uh, our media just kind of feeds it. Yeah. Too. There's just like this whole thing that you know, you pick up a gun, the problem is solved, mm-hmm. and that's the opposite of the truth. You pick up a gun and fire it, and it creates thousands of problems from the moment the bullet leaves the barrel. Yeah. And if it actually hits someone, I mean, just. In, uh, this uh, Fox News host, Sandra Smith, dismissed McConaughey's heart-wrenching call for gun control. She said, "Someone from Hollywood." Calling to restore our family values. Ugh. Right. Oh, it's the sake. celebrities should uh, shut up and sing. Celebrities She's should a Trump supporter, I assume. Yeah. Yes, which is the, the main point here. They elected, with greater numbers the second time around than the first time around, the host of The Celebrity Apprentice. The guy who had a television show of his own for whatever it was, 12 years plus. I don't want to hear about how Hollywood needs to shut up. You know, Hollywood votes, actors vote. Yeah, hi. Yeah. <laughs> actors are part of our nation, part of our democracy. And if they choose to use their platforms to speak out, then fine. <laughs> Just and like I mean, your grew, guy. Didn't he grew up there? And yeah. He's from Uvalde. Right? Yeah, he he's was from there. And I believe his mom is a teacher. Right. On top of it all. So <sighs> it's like, come on. Yeah, this is, again, this is taking advantage of the poorly educated, is what they're doing. I I think what the Republicans might be doing is deliberately saying stupid shit, not just to own the libs, but to increase their social media reach for those stupid things. Because when they say something this profoundly stupid, like Sandra Smith said on Fox News Channel, and then we all jump in and we say, fuck you, that was a stupid fucking thing to say. Donald Trump was the host of The Celebrity Apprentice and on down the list of things. Then the reach for their remarks goes through the roof, right? And that's something that is happening to a certain degree. That's happening deliberately, where people are putting in deliberate misspellings for things and deliberate errors to increase the reach of the message, that, I don't know what that says about the dumbing down of America, but now it's happening deliberately. It's not even accidental. So, yeah, I mean, we're more popular if we do and say fucking stupid things. And so uh, this would fall into that category. But what did you guys think, uh, Matthew McConaughey? Um, do, you, do you think he changed some minds on all of this? Um, I think that he helped. I think that the Newsmax uh, reporter, and I use the word reporter yeah. loosely, Said, are you grandstanding to him? Was just like, what a dick. Oh, God damn it. Because, no, he's not fucking grandstanding. He's, he's making a point. And then he went on Fox no, he's News. he's not like you guys. He doesn't grandstand from the top of a heap of bodies. Exactly. Exactly. And, it, and, and because Matthew McConaughey is no bleeding heart liberal by no. any stretch of the fucking imagination. So I'm glad that he did what he did. And the fact that... This is where Chris and Stephanie had their mommy and daddy fight yesterday. Yes. He called out Congress in general. He called out the Senate in general, Mm -hmm. not being specific to Republicans. Now, there were five Republicans yesterday, including Adam Kinzinger, who did vote for the House bill to move gun safety laws forward. Yeah. So good for those five Republicans and Kurt Schrader and somebody else who are – Kurt Schrader ain't going to be in office anymore, so fuck him anyway. Mm -hmm. But – 
he and another Democrat voted it down. Fine. Um, but, but the fact that he didn't call out the Republicans was as, and I have to agree with Chris on this smart. Yeah. Um, because, because he's then appealing to the normal person who is well-trained with a gun, who isn't going to go, because mm-hmm. when they go, Oh, you're going to stop good guys from getting guns. No, we're not. Cause if you're a good guy, you're kind of for everything. I go back to the, the different layers of the discourse and how mm-hmm. we all have our, our strata that we operate mm-hmm. on. And this is Matthew McConaughey's strata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's up to someone else to say, okay, well, here's how we put all this together into uh, successful legislation. Or here's mm-hmm. how we boost the visibility of what Matthew McConaughey said by tweeting out videos of it or saying that we, you know, we support what he said or this was an awful story about the house painting and so on. And that's that strata. That's that level. So Mm -hmm. we can't expect, and I think it's unfair and impractical to expect everyone on every level to reflect everything. Right. There's just not the time or attention span for that. And this was a good long presentation. I mean, he Mm -hmm. went on for a while and covered a ton of territory that's appropriate to an actor, performer, a native of Uvalde, describing the human toll of Mm -hmm. guns in this country. Because Uvalde ain't doing it. That's right. At least the the people that run the city, the people that live there are. But the city is covering up what happened with regard to the police there. Mm -hmm. And it's disgusting and putrid and I am... Uh, it's abhorrent yeah, what they're yeah. doing in the city there, plus Greg Abbott on top of it all. So the fact that McConaughey came out and was talking to people that, because I mean, the argument is, oh, if you ban, if you have background checks or you have 21 and over, blah, 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 you know, law abiding citizens won't be able to get a gun. Yeah, they will if they're law abiding. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Yeah, I mean, his his goal was to cut through the political mm-hmm. argle bargle. Right. That was the goal of this. And I think it was effective in that sense. I think there were uh, shows and and YouTube shows and television shows and blogs and articles written about that that wouldn't normally cover uh, guns as an issue. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it it broke through and it spoke to the people who uh, who don't follow politics. This is I think this is the key to cutting the demand for firearms in this country. This is one of those steps in that direction. It goes directly at the gun culture. And in that sense, it was completely effective. And it's up to those of us who engage in uh, political activism to say, yes, well, it's really the Republicans are the ones who have been filibustering all this legislation because they're Mm -hmm. well paid by the NRA. That's where we jump in. That's our role in the discourse. It's not Matthew McConaughey's role to get into the finer points of the whip counts on the hill. <laughs> talk about right. talk about right. losing the narrative of what he said. Yeah. So when we come back, uh, I, I have to play this video, this March for Our Lives video. This is something that if you can uh, find the copy of it on Twitter, you need to retweet it. You need to get it out there. You need to share it on social media because it is so compelling. And the audio alone works. It's obviously even more compelling with the video portion as well. So we'll get to that and some more things here on the show in just a second. But first, unlike some podcasts, we have some commercial breaks in our shows. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's some commercial breaks like this one that we're in the middle of right now. 
But here's the best way to listen to The Bob Seska Show without all of those commercials. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast and sign up for just $15 per month. Now, you might be saying, oh, my God, $15 is a lot of money. Well, in exchange for your generous support, here's what you're going to get. We'll give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows, plus the Shadow Docket shows included as part of the audio file. In other words, one mega show with a free portion in the Shadow Docket combined, exactly how it's recorded, and no commercials. But wait, more things. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly included in that level of support. So you basically get everything that we have here. Your $15 is going to be the key to the kingdom, as they say. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. song called Brothers on the Ride. Uh, one of my favorites here. Elijah Bone, whenever I get a new track from these guys, goes right onto the show. So no waiting, you cut right to the front of the line. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, uh, ElijahBone.com slash music to support Elijah Bone. Uh, BobSuska.com slash music to submit. Okay. Got enough uh, addresses, website addresses to remember? All right. So here we go. Uh, This is a video that was put out by March for Our Lives. Uh, I will warn you, it's hard to listen to. What you're going to be hearing is a little girl describing what it's like in a school uh, to go through an active shooter drill. So this is all staged in the context of a, a guest speaker who's played by this little girl named Kaylee, and she comes in to this workplace and instructs the workers, uh, the employees of this company, what it's like to go through an active shooter drill. So here we go. All right, so good morning. Welcome to today's team building event. Today, we're going to be learning what to do in the event of an active shooter. 
Um, we're going to bring in a special guest. She's actually an expert on this, and she's going to be leading our team building event. A little girl coming oh, no. about, about 12 years old. This is Kaylee. If there was an active shooter, you'd all be dead. When you talk out loud, the shooter can tell where you are and where you're hiding. Sometimes we play the game who can stay quietest the longest, so we all remember. You can try and protect your friends by pushing the tables and chairs against the doors. You also have to put a piece of paper over the door window so they can't see in. And you can't cry. It gives away your position and your hiding spot. And if you're in the bathrooms, you have to stand on the toilet seat and crunch down so they can't see your feet and they can't see your head so they don't know that you're in there. That's crazy. Try to listen for things that could help the police. For example, if you hear a lot of bangs like bang, 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 the shooter might be down the hall. Or if you hear louder ones like bang, 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 he could be right outside your door. If the shooter comes in the room, Screaming won't do anything. You have to try and fight back. If you can't escape, we get taught the emergency window escape plan, where you have to break a window, put clothes over the frame, and climb through. Our teacher used to sing a song to make it easy to remember. Lock down, lock down, let's all hide. Lock the doors and stay inside. Crouch on down. Don't make a sound and don't cry or you'll be found. There it is. You know, that's from 2019. Is it from 2019? Wow. It's from 2019. Okay. So, right. This, Jesus uh, Christ. It's okay, getting, it's I... getting, it's getting more play obviously recently because yeah. it didn't get a, it didn't get any play hardly in 2019. So that, that says uh, a lot. Right. That's, that's a shocking thing to learn that we didn't know about this. We cover this shit yep. and we didn't know about this video when it was put out three years ago. I, I think that is just as sad a statement as the video itself. Okay. Well, and, and somebody was saying, I don't know who it was when I was talking to my neighbor, she's got two young children. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the shooter at Robb Elementary is 18 years old, or wow. was 18 years old. Yeah. And so he grew up with shooter drills. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing. Okay, so these kids are being taught how to evade said mass shooter yeah those people are now growing into adults they know how to evade the evasion yeah you know the defensive strategy you're familiar with yeah. exactly it's not like a fire drill where the fire learns what you're gonna do or what i had to go through and many people did depending on what coast you lived on during the 70s drop drills for nuclear war it's not like russia cared that we were under our tables you know what i mean mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just going to bomb and it's going to hit where it's going to mm -hmm. hit whereas in this instance we're teaching children how to stay safe yet we're also potentially teaching those same children who might grow up to not be so sane mm -hmm. and or stable who might pick up a gun they know what the kids are doing. They know what the teachers are doing because we have to teach these people so it's a stupid fucking cycle, which means the fucking gun's got to go fucking away and I'm yeah. fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah. And you, we all should be uh, as pissed as you are. And uh, when I hear people say, well, 
How many active shooters and, and shootings, mass shootings in schools are there actually? I mean, what are the odds of your child being shot in a mass shooting in a school? I think they're very, very minuscule, right? No. So therefore, we don't need to do anything. That's what pisses me off uh, more than so many other counter arguments about this, because it's the terrorism effect yes. of it. It's exactly. It, it's it happens it's with the fact so, that, like the, we had four simultaneous mass shootings last week. Right. We've had you know, thirty like the, since the, since Buffalo. Yeah. Thirty. Thirty. The thing the thing that completely I just I feel like no one is that we should be talking about more is that Russia loves the NRA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Russia infiltrated the NRA with an actual like honey trap spy mm-hmm. who fucked all these conservative assholes and like seeded them with information and talking points cuz Russia loves the NRA because they're introducing more and more and more combat weapons yeah. into common hands in America which means they don't have to go to the trouble to kill a bunch of Americans other Americans will do it for them. And I just yeah. make the connection, people. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, find what's causing chaos in the United States. And it's very easy to trace that back to Russia. Because the mm-hmm. point of the entire Russian attack on our discourse, on our social media, etc., is based on the idea of fomenting chaos. And what better way to foment chaos than to encourage more gun sales, the proliferation of firearms in this country, where you're not only arming people beyond what they would ever, ever possibly require, but now in reaction to these shootings, it's like they're coming at it from both ends. In reaction to these shootings, they want to arm the teachers. They want to hire more security guards. They want to hire more cops to patrol schools. The idea there is, guess what? They're selling more firearms. If we're we're talking about arming teachers in the United States, that is a massive gift to the for-profit firearm industry. It's a huge gift. A a gun for every fucking teacher. Are you kidding me? Of course. Plus, they don't even trust teachers with library books. <laughs> right. And now you want right. them to wield weapons in the classroom? That's not happening. Teachers won't do it. Teachers yeah. are not. No, they're not that dumb. No, no, no. no. But this March for Our Lives video, irrespective of the fact that it came out three years ago, this is the sort of shit I'm talking about. These need mm-hmm. to be national uh, television ad mm-hmm. campaigns. I'm talking about not just Midas Touch videos that circulate Twitter. I'm talking about videos that go out on network television, across cable, in a lot of these reality shows too. Blanket the airways, blanket television with these ads cutting away at the gun culture, this idea that firearms aren't these awful weapons of death, destruction, and terrorism, that firearms are, you know, something noble that you hand down from generation to generation. It's our birthright. Don't you see it? It's in the Constitution right there. Uh, All of this bullshit. This is the ridiculousness that we live with, and that drives the demand for firearms, and that's what needs to be attacked. And we can do that without a single piece of fucking legislation. Obviously, the end goal is to create legislation and have it pass, but... We can go at it this way first. Instead of banging our faces against the wall, we can look to our left and notice that there is an open door right there. And the open door is attacking the gun culture using ad campaigns like this, using uh, Hollywood, uh, getting uh, the television networks to ban uh, any television commercials that have uh, firearms featured in them. 
there are so many things that can be done without having to get 10 Republicans to vote, you know, against the filibuster, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that's still something, as I said, that we need to concentrate on. We need to give uh, Democrats, we need to give the pro-gun control uh, politicians more of a majority in uh, state legislatures and certainly in Congress. But until that happens, we focus on the things that we can do. And that's, uh, that, that's a big part of it. Matthew McConaughey is part of it, too. Uh, there better be more and more sets of remarks like that. Whoever decided to have that thing at the White House the other day uh, should win all the awards because that's, yeah. that's real. I mean, obviously, it was a tragic thing, and we don't want to have that. But now that we're in this situation with this epidemic of gun massacres in this country, whatever we can do to push back is going to be helpful. Uh, and finally, some good news from the House, at least. The House is expected to pass the most aggressive gun control legislation in years, which will stall in the evenly divided Senate, of course. The House bill would raise the age for purchasing semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21. It would ban high-capacity magazines, require a background check for buying a ghost gun, and include safe storage requirements for firearms. They're also, I think, separately voting on an assault weapons ban. Yeah. But we know where that's going to go, too. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I hate to be... Uh, hopeless about this but whatever pragmatic <laughs> yeah thank you i think that's a better way to put it because i you know regardless of whatever deal they come up with with john cornyn on the senate side between the democrats and the republicans there's not going to be those 10 votes they're not going to get 10 republican votes to break the filibuster ted cruz will lead a filibuster uh, rand paul will lead a filibuster just All for debate they'll filibuster debating it that's oh, what yeah. pisses me off it's exactly like, really? yeah mm. yeah it's so immensely frustrating. So, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, coming up on the uh, the Shadow Dog, I've got some uh, some polling here, as we sometimes do. Uh, plus, some how painful that can be. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, COVID vaccine news as well. Uh, Bob Woodward's doing something. I'm not going to say what because you have to listen to the Shadow Docket for it. But <laughs> Bob Woodward's up to something, and. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Nazis. Nazis. We're going to talk about a Nazi. Republican Nazis. What a shocker there. Paging uh, Nazi fanboy mm. Gordon Liddy. By the way, I had a great time. Oh, my on God. The, that show. last episode of Gaslit on Sunday. Oh, my God. Yeah. Buzz and I talked about it for... Oh, my God. <laughs> wasn't nearly long enough. I, I said to Buzz on Tuesday, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. I'm talking about G. Gordon Liddy and uh, his involvement in Watergate and... <laughs> Uh, Buzz and I knowing Liddy personally, not necessarily on a first name basis because we, you weren't allowed to call him by his first name. You had to always call him Mr. Liddy. Uh, but he calls like, you High Pockets. He calls me High Pockets. Mm. That's right. But he also knew my name. I, I, and I think he actually referred to me by my actual name a couple of times. So we had a good time doing that. But he was really into Nazis. He was a big fan of the Hitler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, a, not, a not a shocker there. So uh, more to come on the Shadow Docket Show on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com, or if you will, patreon.com slash bobseskashow. If you sign up for $5 a month, you get the Shadow Docket after every Tuesday and Thursday show. $10 a month gets you the Shadow Docket shows every Tuesday and Thursday, plus the Friday after party. But if you're feeling saucy, and who's not feeling saucy? It's almost the weekend. 
Sign Don't be sussy with me, Bernays. <laughs> <laughs> These are mine. If you're, if you're feeling saucy, sign up for $15 a month. That gets you the Shadow Docket shows. That gets you the after party. That gets you a commercial-free version of the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows. Everything we have to offer, all for one uh, convenient price there. So, bobseskashow.com is what the address is again. Okay, Goth Ninjas, talk to you next week. Uh, Shadow Docket is next. Have a good weekend, folks. Enjoy enjoy the hearings, people of the future. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Bye.